Fiscal Update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual Fiscal Update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 5, 2017. World Food Prize 2017 Laureate Announced. The World Food Prize announced that Dr. Akinwumi A. Adesina, the president of the African Development Bank, is the winner of the 2017 World Food Prize. The World Food Prize has been awarded since 1987 and has gone to scientists, social engineers, politicians, international food program administrators, and others. The prize is awarded by the Des Moines-based World Food Prize Foundation. The $250,000 prize honors Dr. Adesina for his leading role over the past two decades in introducing initiatives to exponentially increase the availability of credit for smallholder farmers across the African continent and galvanizing the political will to transform African agriculture. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 5, 2017. The Public Employment Relations Board Reversion Report. The Public Employment Relations Board, PERB, provided a report as required by Iowa Code Section 8.62 explaining how the PERB used unspent funds from fiscal year 2016 that had been carried over into fiscal year 2017. The PBRB used the $67,265 carry forward as follows. $16,435 allowed to revert to the general fund at the close of fiscal year 2017. $14,323 used to meet the required mid-year reduction to the PERB budget. $36,507 used for training in technology as follows. Technology support for the PERB e-filing system, scanning software and support, Iowa Prison Industries for Furniture, Office Depot for a variety of items including training materials, scanner, scanner warranty, projector with screen, keyboards and mouse, and Office of Chief Information Officer for Technology Products and Support. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 5, 2017. The Enhance Iowa Board Makes Community Attraction and Tourism Grant Awards. The Enhance Iowa Board this month awarded $958,816 in Community Attraction and Tourism, or CAT, grants to four projects. The Enhance Iowa program provides financial incentives to communities for the construction of recreational, cultural, educational, 
or entertainment facilities that enhance the quality of life in Iowa. Appropriations from the infrastructure budget for the CAP program fund infrastructure projects to assist communities in the development and creation of multiple purpose attraction and tourism facilities. Eligible CAT projects must be permanent, recreational, cultural, educational, or entertainment attractions, be available to the general public, and promote tourism in the local communities. Eligible applicants include cities, counties, public organizations, or school districts in cooperation with a city or county. The projects funded this month include the following. Increasing access to art and education, Sioux City, $324,934. Union County Fair Building on Traditional Project, Afton, $262,533. New Hampton Pool Project, New Hampton, $106,445. And Lone Tree Community School Wellness Center, Lone Tree, $264,904. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 5, 2017. Motor Fuel Excise Tax Rate Changes, Fiscal Year 2018. On July 1, 2017, motor fuel excise tax rates for unblended gasoline decreased from $0.307 to $0.305 per gallon due to a change in the ethanol blended distribution percentage calculated for calendar year 2016. According to the Iowa Department of Revenue, IDR, and data from the Iowa Department of Transportation, DOT, after the estimated funds from gross collections, there will be an estimated decrease in revenue to the Road Use Tax Fund, RUTF, of $400,000 for fiscal year 2018. Background. Per Iowa Code Section 452A.3, motor fuel excise tax rates for the start of each fiscal year are based upon the ethanol blended distribution from the previous calendar year. CY. The net proceeds of the motor fuel tax are credited to the RUTF per Iowa Code Section 452A.79. Motor fuel tax adjustments. In CY 2015, the ethanol blended distribution rate was estimated to be between 65 and 70 percent. The motor fuel excise tax rate for gasoline in 2017 was $0.307 per gallon. In CY 2016, the ethanol blended distribution rate was estimated to be between 60 and 65 percent. The motor fuel excise tax rate for gasoline in fiscal year 2018 is $0.305 per gallon. This is a $0.002 decrease. There are no additional changes in the excise tax rate in fiscal year 2018 for other categories of motor fuel. The current schedule for ethanol blended distribution percentage rates expires in fiscal year 2020. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guanci, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. To see the charts that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Motor Fuel Excise Tax Rate Changes Fiscal Year 2018. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 5, 2017. Grants awarded for Community Development and Housing Rehabilitation Projects. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, 
made 27 grant awards on June 29, 2017, totaling $7.4 million. The IEDA awarded the Community Development Block Grant CDBG program funds to support investment projects for community facilities, downtown revitalization, and single-family owner-occupied housing rehabilitation. The CDBG program is federally funded through the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD. The program enables communities to improve housing conditions for low-income homeowners, provide facilities for at-risk individuals, and make transformative improvements to their downtowns. The IEDA is responsible for administering the CDBG funds in the non-metropolitan areas of the state. The grants are awarded based on the benefit provided to low- and moderate-income persons focused on slum and blight elimination, financial need, project impact and readiness, and the commitment of local resources to the project. Applications are solicited annually, usually in January. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 6, 2017. Veterans Trust Fund, June 2017 Update. Fund balance. As of June 30, 2017, the Veterans Trust Fund balance is $26.3 million. The total principal balance after the lottery transfer is $26 million. The total spendable portion of the trust fund balance, including interest income, donations, and lottery transfer, is approximately $183,000. Expenditures to date for fiscal year 2017 have totaled approximately $456,000. Assistance categories. Assistance categories are established in Iowa Code Section 35A.13, Subsection 6, and in 801 Iowa Administrative Code Chapter 14. Examples of permissible expenditures include housing, repairs, emergency medical care, dental expenses, eyeglasses, hearing aids, prescriptions, automobile repair, and other items. Additional information on historical income and expenditures can be found in the Issue Review Overview of Iowa Veterans Programs. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Kenneth Ohms, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 725-2200. To see the chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Veterans Trust Fund June 2017 Update. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 10, 2017. Transfer Notice, Department of Public Health, Fiscal Year 2018, and Budget Reductions. This article has been revised since its original publication on June 21, 2017. Additional information on the amounts to be transferred in fiscal year 2018 has been added. Background, House File 653, Fiscal Year 2018 Health and Human Services, HHS Appropriations Act, directed the Department of Public Health, DPH, in consultation with the Department of Management to reduce program budgets by $1,281,367. The DPH was given transfer authority to move funds within or between any of the allocations or appropriations made in the Act for the same fiscal year. Additionally, the Act instructed the DPH to work in accordance with the departmental priorities specified in the DPH reports to the General Assembly from last December. Transfer Notice. On June 15, 2017, the DPH notified the Legislative Services Agency of its plan to implement 
the budget reductions required by the Fiscal Year 2018 HHS Appropriations Act. The plan eliminates 10 programs and fund transfers, decreases funding in 11 other programs, and increases funding to 7 programs, including one program, Childhood Obesity, that was eliminated in the HHS Appropriations Act. On June 27, 2017, the DPH notified the Legislative Services Agency that the following amounts would be transferred in fiscal year 2018 using the authority provided in House File 653 to implement these changes. Transfer from Community Capacity, $50,000, Essential Public Health Services, $300,000, and Public Protection, $100,000. Transfer to Chronic Conditions, $300,000, and Infectious Diseases, $150,000. The DPH made some program consolidations that complicate comparisons between estimated net fiscal year 2017 and fiscal year 2018, but these adjustments have been made in the table. The department increased the budget for the Center for Acute Disease Epidemiology by $150,000. Funding for the medical cannabidiol program was increased by $300,000 to implement changes made by House File 524, the Medical Cannabidiol Act. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Kenneth Ohms, Legislative Analyst 2, with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200 and Angel Banks-Adams, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Transfer Notice, Department of Public Health, Fiscal Year 2018, and Budget Reductions. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 11, 2017. Audit Report, The Village Early Childhood Center. Audit Report. Auditor of State Mary Moseman released a report on a special investigation of the Village Early Childhood Center in Osceola, Iowa for the period of January 1, 2013 through January 31, 2015. Background. The Village Early Childhood Center Board and an Osceola Police Department representative requested a special investigation of the Village Early Childhood Center due to concerns regarding tuition billing, payroll accounting, and paid time off, and purchasing of center supplies. The center provides child care services to families with infants and preschool to elementary school-aged children. Loan Agreement the center entered a loan agreement stipulating that the center's $550,000 loan was to be backed by Clark County, the Clark County Development Corporation, the City of Osceola, and the center. However, the audit found that the center has not been able to meet the financial obligations established by the agreement. Failure to meet these financial obligations has resulted in approximately $44,000, mostly from the Child Care Assistance General Fund appropriation, being retained by the state of Iowa due to the outstanding balance. Audit findings. The audit revealed a pattern of unauthorized purchases, unsupported disbursements, undeposited collections, and unpaid tuition charges. Approximately $69,000 in payments collected from guardians for tuition was not deposited to the center's bank account. Additionally, over $19,000 was paid out of the account for personal purchases, payments to the center's 
former director, payroll, tax, penalties, and interest, and late fees. Audit recommendations. The Auditor of State's Office made the following recommendations. To maintain internal control, a segregation of duties among employees should be enforced. An employee uninvolved in collections and disbursement responsibilities should provide periodic oversight. Costs and results of activities should be reported to the board and included in meeting minutes. The board should monitor payroll activity and employee reimbursements. Receipts, invoices, and related documentation must be submitted with reimbursement requests. And the board should establish a written policy that prohibits the personal use of the center credit card. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 14, 2017. Transportation Committee Meeting, July 2017. The Transportation Commission met on July 11th in Ames. The topics covered included administrative rules, the department discussed and the commission approved the proposed amendments to 761 IAC 111 Real Property Acquisition and Relocation Assistance. Iowa Code Section 316.9 requires the Department to adopt administrative rules that ensure compliance with the Federal Uniform Relocation Assistance and Real Property Acquisition Policies Act of 1970. This manual is based upon federal regulations found at 49 CFR.24. The amended rules have no fiscal impact to the state. Most of the changes are technical and include occupancy requirement for homeowners, reduction and replacement housing payment monetary limit increase, reduces 180 days occupancy to 90 day occupancy, 90 day homeowner payment increase from $22,500 to $31,000, replacement housing payment limits increase for tenants, 90 day tenants monetary increase from $5,250 to $7,200, moving and related expenses, business reestablishment payment monetary limit increases from $10,000 to $25,000. Fixed payments in lieu of actual moving and reestablishment monetary increase from $20,000 to $40,000 and raising the appraisal waiver limit from $10,000 to $25,000. Public Transit Infrastructure Grant PTIG Program. The Commission awarded three PTIG grants totaling $1.5 million. Ames, replacement of three in-ground hoists for a total of $405,009. Fort Dodge, purchase of land and construction of Humboldt facility for a total of $539,895. Iowa City, rehabilitation of maintenance facility for a total of $600,000. The next meeting of the commission is scheduled for August 7th and 8th in Shenandoah. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guansi, legislative analyst, with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 14, 2017. State Appeal Board Meeting, July 2017. The State Appeal Board met on July 10, 2017 in Des Moines. The Board took the following actions. Approved approximately $275,799 in general claims filed under Iowa Code Chapter 25 and denied one claim totaling approximately $1,784 and approved four tort claims under Iowa Code Chapter 669 for approximately 
$23,457. The board denied tort claims totaling approximately $31.3 million. Settlements. The board approved two settlements, a payment of $15,000 for settlement of a lawsuit alleging negligence by the state of Iowa at the Iowa State Fair in 2013 when a gate at the swine barn fell on the plaintiff's leg, and a payment of $70,000 for settlement of a lawsuit alleging negligence by a physician at the University of Northern Iowa for failing to diagnose the plaintiff's ailment, which ultimately resulted in a loss of a body part. The next regular meeting of the State Appeal Board is scheduled for August 7, 2017 in Des Moines. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509, and Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 14, 2017. Iowa Arts Council makes grant awards. Each year, the Iowa Department of Cultural Affairs, DCA, invests grant funding into projects, organizations, and communities that enhance the quality of life in Iowa through arts, history, and culture. The Iowa Arts Council administers funding programs on behalf of the DCA. All funding programs are conducted according to published guidelines that outline the program goals, eligibility requirements, funding priorities, review criteria, application forms, adjudication processes, and recipient requirements. On July 13, 2017, the Iowa Arts Council made 152 fiscal year 2018 grant awards totaling approximately $1.3 million to artists and organizations in 66 communities, including 45 counties. The Iowa Arts Council received 260 eligible grant applications requesting $2 million during this funding cycle. The funding is provided with a combination of state funding and federal funding through the National Endowment for the Arts Partnership Agreement grant program. The federal funding requires a state match of at least one to one for the federal grant. The grant funding was awarded to projects in a variety of categories including the following. 42 art project grants, $320,794. Eight cultural heritage project grants, $66,360. 11 capacity building grants, $27,500. Two partnership grants, $20,000. Five artist fellowships, $50,000. Three arts build communities grants, $30,000. 26 school arts experience grants, $21,892 and 55 cultural leadership partner operating support grants, $765,000. The Iowa Arts Council is a division of the DCA. More information is available at www.iowaculture.gov. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 14, 2017. Enhance Iowa Board Meeting. The Enhance Iowa Board met on July 12, 2017. The Board took the following actions. Approved amendments for six Community Action and Tourism CAT committee contract extensions received a presentation by Bravo Greater Des Moines about Bravo's use of Bravo funds as a match for CAT funding, received an update on the Prospective Meadows Baseball Softball Complex project, 
reviewed the process requirements for approval of projects including baseball, softball, complex, sales, tax, rebates, reviewed award and scoring parameters for CAT projects and maintained the maximum award for projects at $1 million, approved the following two CAT awards, King Theater Renovation at Ida Grove, $62,005, and Briggs Woods Conference Center in Hamilton County, $350,000. The Enhanced Iowa Board is appointed by the governor and oversees the administration of the CAT grant program. Additional duties include the oversight of the sports tourism program and the river enhancement community attraction and tourism program. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 14, 2017. Earlville Athletic Association Fiscal Audit. Special Investigation. The Auditor of State released a report on June 1, 2017 regarding the audit of the Earlville Athletic Association's financial transactions from December 2011 to July 2016. Findings. The auditor identified $8,502 of improper disbursements during the specified time period. The auditor was unable to identify any further improper disbursements or collections due to inadequate record keeping. This audit did not constitute an audit of all financial statements. Of the improper disbursements, $4,278 was identified as utility and loan payments for the former secretary's personal use. There was also $1,325 in improper cash withdrawals or payments from the association's bank account. Auditors also found multiple occasions of disbursements from the association's bank account to Alliant Energy, American Trust and Savings Bank, Walmart, and Fairway that did not have proper documentation. Recommendations. The Auditor of State made several recommendations going forward, including improving segregation of duties between maintenance of receipts, disbursements, bank accounts, and reporting, maintaining inventory and sales records for concession stand operations, recording and maintaining registration fees and uniform sales information, creating and maintaining written policies and procedures addressing association operations, ensuring all disbursements are made by check in order to maintain a record of their receipts and purposes, and keeping financial accounting records. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jocelyn Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 14, 2017. Community Attraction and Tourism, CAT, Committee Meeting. The Community Action and Tourism, or CAT, Committee met on July 12, 2017. The Committee took the following actions. Received a report on the status of the CAT Committee Program. There is currently $5.6 million available and 27 award applications have been received. Recommended the approval of the following two CAT awards. King Theater Renovation in Ida Grove, $62,005 and Briggs Woods Conference Center in Hamilton County, $350,000. The CAT Committee is a subcommittee of the Enhanced Iowa Board and evaluates the applications for CAT funding. Eligible projects must be available to the general public for public use and be primarily vertical infrastructure. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 14, 2017. City Development Board Meeting. 
The City Development Board met on July 12, 2017. The board took the following action. Approved voluntary annexation for the following cities. Norwalk, Waukee, two requests, Ankeny, and Grimes, three requests. Denied a request to dismiss an Ames annexation request that included involuntary parcels. A public hearing was held after the denial of the request to dismiss. After the hearing, the hearing was closed and the board deferred action until the August meeting. The City Development Board is appointed by the Governor and acts on petitions for municipal boundary changes, including annexation, addition of territory to a city, severance, deletion of a territory from a city, consolidation, combining of two or more cities into one city, discontinuance, termination of a city, and incorporation, establishment of a new city. The board functions as an impartial third party responsible for placing an objective influence on the boundary change process. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 17, 2017. Fiscal Year 2017 Reallocations, Department of Corrections. Reallocation Notice. The Legislative Services Agency, LSA, was notified June 26, 2017 of the reallocation of $1.2 million within certain budget units within the Department of Corrections, DOC. The reallocation is listed in a table. Central Office Administration. The reallocation of $175,000 is to maintain existing staff payroll. The Central Office has experienced retirements of long-term employees, necessitating extraordinary one-time expenditures to be incurred. Iowa Medical and Classification. The reallocation of $75,000 is to cover increases in medical and pharmacy costs for all of the institutions. The prison population is aging and medical issues increase with age. Mount Pleasant Correctional Facility. The reallocation of $275,000 is to maintain existing staff payroll. North Central Correctional Facility, NCCF, in Rockwell City. The reallocation of $305,724 is to cover costs associated with the shifting of staff positions from the Iowa State Penitentiary at Fort Madison to the NCCF at Rockwell City to address safety and security issues. Clorinda Correctional Facility. The reallocation of $375,000 is to maintain existing staff payroll. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Fiscal Year 2017 Reallocations, Department of Corrections. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 17, 2017. Council on Human Services Meeting, July 12, 2017. Public Budget Hearing. The Council held a private hearing on the Fiscal Year 2018, Fiscal Year 2019, Department of Human Services Budget. The representatives from the following organizations presented updates and requests for policy reviews. Family Planning Council of Iowa, Early Childhood Iowa, State Child Care Advisory Committee, Prevent Child Abuse Iowa, Iowa Juvenile Court Services Association, Iowa Council of Health Care Centers, Iowa Alliance in Home Care, 
Iowa Family Preservation Project, Iowa Citizens for Justice, Families United Action Network, Grandparents' Rights Association, Iowa Foster and Adoptive Parents Association, Family Advocates Incorporated, Toward a Wiser Iowa, Iowa Food Bank Association, Coalition for Family and Children's Services, Iowa Hospital Association, Youth Emergency Shelter Services and Achieving Maximum Potential, and Chief Clerk, 2nd Judicial District. The Iowa Alliance in Home Care noted a $1.7 million shortfall in reimbursements for home health agencies. During the 2017 legislative session, rates for home health agencies were based on the Medicare Low Utilization Payment Adjustment, or LUPA, methodology and were adjusted according to funds appropriated for fiscal year 2018. Youth Emergency Shelter Services noted that as of fiscal year 2018, reimbursement rates for child welfare emergency services contractors are at the same level as fiscal year 2017 rates. The organization will need to perform additional fundraising to meet daily shelter costs. Rules. The council reviewed one Medicaid rule and passed the rule unanimously. The rule allows home and community-based services waiver members who are inpatient in a hospital or medical institution for 31 to 120 days to resume waiver services upon discharge without having to reapply for services and go back on the waiver list. Medicaid Managed Care Update. Medicaid Director Mickey Steer provided an update regarding the state family planning program. The website's content is in the process of being updated and provider re-enrollment for Medicaid managed care in general is in progress. The cost containment measures referenced during the last council meeting and passed during the 2017 legislative session have been implemented for fiscal year 2018. The latest managed care quarterly report was published on June 19, 2017. The council plans to discuss the data reported by the department at the next council meeting. Director's report. Jerry Foxhoven was named as director of the Department of Human Services and was formally introduced to the council. Director Foxhoven noted that the Child Welfare Policy and Practice Group is currently visiting the state and will make six visits over the course of the next year. The director also confirmed that families receiving state adoption subsidies will be required to visit a doctor's office for a wellness examination annually. Additional training for social workers to respond to abuse and neglect allegations is underway. The Council on Human Services will meet again on August 9, 2017. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 17, 2017. Board of Corrections meeting, July 2017. The Board of Corrections met July 7, 2017 at the 4th Judicial District Office in Council Bluffs and were welcomed by Director Kip Shanks. Director Shanks highlighted the district's purchase of a transitional home in 2013 to meet the needs of disabled individuals being released from prison. Those individuals need a place to live and time to be reinstated for disability payments. Seven parolees can live at the house at a time. In total, there have been 39 individuals housed there since its opening. The average placement lasts 90 days. Director Shanks also explained that the 4th Judicial District used to have a total of 1,250 to 1,300 offenders under supervision. 
there were concerns regarding the unsupervised parole offender population, so an informal probation program was developed to incorporate those individuals. Currently, there are 3,079 offenders under supervision in the 4th Judicial District. Institutions, Department of Corrections, DOC, Deputy Director for Institutions, Dan Craig, provided an update of activity and items of interest since the last meeting, including the following. There was a security audit and vulnerability assessment conducted at the Iowa Medical and Classification Center at Oakdale, which concluded with good results. Anamosa State Penitentiary held a graduation ceremony for offenders. The monthly District Director's meeting was held on June 15th. Currently, a focus is the legislative changes in Iowa Code Chapter 20. The monthly Warden's meeting was held on June 27th. Most of their focus is also on legislative changes to Iowa Code Chapter 20 policies and procedures. A statewide safety officer has been nominated for an Excellence in Safety Award. Statewide labor management meetings will no longer take place because they are not part of the labor contract due to changes in Iowa Code Chapter 20. Discussions have been held about the closure of Luster Heights units and disposition of that property. Since the facility and grounds are owned by the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, the facility is being turned back over to the DNR for maintenance. August 1st will mark the 20th anniversary for the Newton Correctional Facility. A big challenge facing the DOC is recruitment and retention of nurses. The DOC is not able to compete with private medical facilities currently offering signing and retention bonuses and educational loan forgiveness. Also, the issue of overtime compensation has been affected by legislative changes to Iowa Code Chapter 20. A waiver has been requested from the Department of Administrative Services regarding the overtime compensation issue. And there was a large fight in the yard at the Iowa State Penitentiary involving around 50 inmates. Staff was not targeted and was not able to de-escalate the situation. An investigation is still ongoing. Health Services. Department of Corrections Health Services Administrator Dr. Jerome Greenfield, DOC Medical Director Dr. Stephen Cook, and DOC Administrator of Nursing Kathy Weiss gave the following update on health services within the institution. Over the last year, there has been a 50% drop in complaints against doctors and a 65% drop in complaints over the last three years. Administrator Kathy Weiss addressed nursing issues. During fiscal year 2017, 43 registered nurses left the DOC and 19 of these positions are still vacant. Recruiting challenges include scheduling, compensation, having to work overtime, and upcoming changes to benefits as a result of the legislative changes to Iowa Code Chapter 20. There are a number of patients in DOC institutions with diagnosis related to opiate addiction. One problem is that offenders who have an addiction to opiates may be released from an institution and resume usage at the same levels as before their incarceration, which can be lethal. The DOC has received a $2 million grant to work with addicts leaving prison. Around one-third of inmates have severe mental health issues. Costs of medications continues to be a concern. The DOC has started mental health 
first aid training for correctional officers to increase education and older inmates are receiving some training to work with younger inmates. This training includes non-medical management techniques. Hepatitis C drug therapy cost continues to be a concern. In fiscal year 2017, the total cost included about $1 million to treat 16 patients with hepatitis C. Iowa is one of 30 states that screen inmates for hepatitis C. In general, an aging offender population will mean that total drug costs will continue to increase. Currently, 94 people account for about $2.4 million of the total $6.6 million of pharmacy costs incurred in fiscal year 2017. Budget. Department of Corrections Financial Manager Steve Dick gave a budget update. He reiterated that fiscal year 2017 has been a challenging year with cuts in funding and internal shuffling due to closure of facilities. Several things have been done to minimize overtime at institutions and the average overtime cost per pay period is now $170,000. So far in fiscal year 2018, there have been 140 fewer FTE positions loaded into the budget, which makes operations challenging. Mr. Dick stated that he has not been made aware of additional cuts that may need to be made in fiscal year 2018 due to state revenues being less than forecast and that drastic changes would need to occur if additional cuts were requested. There should be some savings on health care during the second half of fiscal year 2018, but it remains to be seen how much that will be, and it is unknown whether the DOC will be able to utilize any savings or whether the state will take any savings back. There has been a lot of uncertainty and change for DOC staff. Work on the fiscal year 2019 budget request is being done with the goal of trying to maintain status quo. Action items for the board included approving an expenditure of $530,087 from the offender telephone rebate account for education programs, administration of the telephone program, and translation services. Approving a policy on parole violation review and revocation processes related to attempts to decrease the cost of county confinements and approving a policy for the canine program related to training and using canines for cell inspection. The next board meeting is scheduled for 9 a.m. on August 4, 2017 at the Clorinda Correctional Facility. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 18, 2017. Iowa Statewide Interoperable Communication System Board Meeting, July 2017. The Iowa Statewide Interoperable Communication System, ISICS, board met July 13, 2017 at the West Des Moines City Hall. Significant agenda items included. Statewide Interoperability Coordinator, SWIC, report. Coordinator Chris Mayers reported, work continues to be done on encryption and how it will be handled in talk groups for the local users that join the ISICS. The first net plan for the state of Iowa has been released. There are several industry standards issues that are being considered. The statewide communication interoperability plan, SCIP, workshop held June 28th in Des Moines was very well attended. It is planned to have the SCIP complete by September. 911 Council Report. E911 Fund Administrator Blake DeRoche reported on several items. Three public safety answering point 
PSAP Geographic Information System GIS grants for a total of $237,250 were approved at this morning's 911 Communications Council meeting. There are 62 PSAPs that are currently next-gen text to 911 program capable, and FY 2018 legislative changes have been made. User Group Committee. Regions 1 and 2 have been busy. Reassignment of Iowa Communications Network personnel away from ISICS duties may be impacting local level usage. There could be a handful of applications for the network coming in and board members need to make sure the applicants receive the assistance needed. Finance Committee, GenWatch 3, an enhanced performance management reporting system, continues to be under consideration. It is a system specific to Motorola for the ISICS platform and would be an optional purchase at the local level. Governance Committee, John Benson of the Homeland Security and Emergency Management Department, discussed the inter-switching system interface policy and concerns regarding how it was written. Those concerns were forwarded to SWIC Myers. The committee had no edits for the developed next-gen 911 policy. The committee is also considering the draft SCIP report and is working on a grant process. Training Committee. The committee will be looking at the goals and objectives that are in the SCIP and may be making recommendations. Technology Committee. The committee is working on policy and the encryption issue. Other committee involvement is needed on encryption to achieve consensus. Other reports. The following other items were reported. Lynn County had a tornado which took down a tower microwave link. Lynn County is moving toward full encryption. Board Chair Thomas Lampe will be traveling around the state this fall to schedule meetings in the regions. A training session will be set up for the Standards Committee. A representative from Motorola reported that work on the ISICS is 65% complete. There are 48 sites in active construction and half of those are ready for state inspection. The integration for Woodbury County is complete and dispatch has cut over to the new system. Dallas County has also joined the ISICS. And Claire Lampe announced that the Department of Public Safety has purchased the GenWatch 3 software at a cost of $50,000. The purchase price includes a year of maintenance after which the responsibility for maintenance may be shifted over to the ISICS board. New business. The following new business was discussed. The application for Northern Warren County to join the ISICS was approved by the board. The next-gen text to 911 policy was approved by the board. Licensing lower power channels with 700 to 800 megahertz bands under the existing license was approved by the board. And a recommendation to opt into the FirstNet broadband network for the state of Iowa was approved by the board. The next board meeting is scheduled for 10.30 a.m. on August 10th at the West Des Moines City Hall. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Folk-Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 18, 2017. Department of Natural Resources Reorganization. General Fund Reduction. 
the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, announced reductions in staff on July 5, 2017. The reductions were implemented as a result of a reduction in the fiscal year 2018 general fund appropriation for operations from $12.9 million in fiscal year 2017 to $11.3 million in fiscal year 2018. Reductions to the general fund appropriation for fiscal year 2017 were made in House File 118, Fiscal Year 2017 Budget Adjustment Act. And the budget for fiscal year 2018 was finalized in Senate File 510, Fiscal Year 2018 Agriculture and Natural Resources Appropriations Act. Department layoffs. In addition to the general fund reduction, the department must also fund salary increases and other expenditures related to employee benefits. To offset the expenditures, the DNR made the following staff changes. The state forester position and the forestry bureau were eliminated. The forestry employees who work in the field offices will be transferred to the wildlife bureau, and the state forests and related forest employees will be transferred to the parks bureau. The state geologist's position was eliminated. The DNR will contract with the University of Iowa for geological services. The AmeriCorps volunteer coordinator position was eliminated. AmeriCorps is a federal program that is not included in President Trump's proposed federal budget for FFY 2018. Other positions that were eliminated include the Animal Feeding Operations Coordinator, the Safety Manager, the Art Director of the DNR Magazine, and two positions assigned to recreational trails. It is estimated that the annual salary and state paid benefits, such as insurance and retirement expenses for the eight employees whose positions have been eliminated, is approximately $1.1 million. Funds for state parks. House File 118 allows the DNR to use up to $1 million in funds from the Open Spaces account in the Resource Enhancement and Protection, REAP, fund to pay for maintenance at state parks in fiscal year 2017. Senate File 510 allows the DNR to use up to $288,000 from the Open Spaces account in REAP for state park maintenance and repair expenditures in fiscal year 2018. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Cazell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. To see the chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Department of Natural Resources Reorganization. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 20th, 2017. U.S. House approves reductions to transportation funding. The Federal Subcommittee on Transportation, Housing, and Urban Development has approved and advanced a bill that decreases U.S. Department of Transportation, USDOT, funding by $646 million, or 3.7%. The bill would eliminate the Transportation Investment Generating Economic Recovery, or TIGER, grant program. The TIGER grant program is a competitive program the USDOT oversees that awards grants to support innovative road, rail, transit, and port projects. Since its inception in 2009, there have been eight rounds of funding. At least 20% of all funds must go to rural projects. In the most recent round of funding, the USDOT 
awarded $500 million for 39 projects nationwide, including $8 million to the city of Des Moines. Since 2009, Iowa has received a total of $47.4 million for eight projects. The U.S. DOT spending bill would also apportion $45 billion from the Highway Trust Fund for the Federal Aid Highway Program and appropriates $100 million in new funding for autonomous vehicle research. In 2017, the U.S. DOT named the Iowa City Cedar Rapids Corridor and the University of Iowa as one of the 10 designated automated proving grounds sites in the nation. The bill now moves to the full house for consideration. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guansi, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. To see the map that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled U.S. House Approves Reductions to Transportation Funding. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 20, 2017. Fiscal Year 2018, Judicial Branch Operating Budget. Background, Senate File 508, Judicial Branch Appropriations Act, appropriated a total of $175.7 million from the General Fund to the Judicial Branch, for fiscal year 2018. This is no change in funding compared to estimated net fiscal year 2017 and a decrease of $3 million compared to fiscal year 2016. Operating Budget The Iowa Supreme Court recently approved the Judicial Branch Operating Budget for fiscal year 2018. The Office of State Court Administration has indicated that an appropriation of $191 million would have been required to fully fund the judicial branch operations. In order to balance the $15 million shortfall, the following actions have been approved for fiscal year 2018. Funding all positions on the payroll in April 2017, including judicial vacancies currently being filled, maintaining a hiring freeze from fiscal year 2017, with limited exceptions, filing remaining vacant judgeships on hold from fiscal year 2017, filing 18 FTE positions identified as most critical, utilizing technology funds to offset some non-personnel information technology IT expenses, maintaining reductions instituted in fiscal year 2017 to the following non-personnel line items, 20% office supplies and postage, 10% telephone service, 50% furniture and non-IT equipment, and 10% education and training, restoring funding for travel to fiscal year 2016 actual expenditure levels, and continuing the moratorium on expansion of specialty courts. The state court administrator will work with various specialty courts to decrease the amount of time devoted to specialty courts by judges and to develop a way to phase out specialty courts in fiscal year 2018 if there is still a budget deficit. Salary increases. The approved fiscal year 2018 operating budget includes salary increases for both judicial officers and non-judicial officer staff as follows. Judges and Magistrates. Senate File 508 permits the Iowa Supreme Court to increase the annual salaries of judges and magistrates by a maximum of 2.5% during fiscal year 2018. 
the Supreme Court approved the increase at an estimated cost of $1.1 million. The most recent salary increase was implemented in fiscal year 2014 and increased the salaries for judges and magistrates by 4.5%. Non-judicial officer staff. The Iowa Supreme Court approved a 1% across-the-board salary increase for all contract and non-contract covered employees at an estimated cost of $1 million. In addition, all contract and non-contract covered employees not already at the top step of their pay grade will receive an automatic step increase on their salary review date. The increase is estimated to cost $876,399. All increased costs resulting from the salary increases will be covered by holding additional positions vacant. Any district court judgeship that becomes vacant will be held open for the balance of the fiscal year following that judge's retirement, except in cases where there is more than one vacancy in one judicial election district. Over 5% of district court judges left the judicial branch last year and nearly 9% More are anticipated to leave in fiscal year 2018. The Office of State Court Administration anticipates a savings of more than $1.4 million from vacant judgeships held open during fiscal year 2018. There are currently 153 FTE position vacancies comprising 10% of the judicial branch workforce. This number is estimated to increase to about 13% by the end of the fiscal year. The current judicial branch employees will take on the extra work created by holding positions vacant at all levels of the judicial branch. Clerk of Court Positions Currently there are 62 clerks of court who supervise the operations of the clerk's offices in the 100 county courthouses. There are a total of 644 staff members in the clerk's offices around the state, a reduction of about 10% from 10 years ago. Workload analysis. During fiscal year 2017, the judicial branch worked with the National Center for State Courts to complete a workload analysis for judges and magistrates, as well as support staff in the clerk's offices. A study of the juvenile court services operations will begin this year. Further detail regarding the fiscal year 2018 operating budget is available on the Judicial Branch website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. To see the chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Fiscal Year 2018 Judicial Branch Operating Budget. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 20, 2017, Environmental Protection Commission Meeting. July meeting. The Environmental Protection Commission met on July 18, 2017 in Des Moines. Division Administrator Comments. Division Administrator Bill M. explained that the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, and the Iowa Finance Authority have announced that 32 Iowa communities received low-interest water quality loans, totaling more than $78.1 million from the state revolving fund. These loans are used for the planning and design or the construction of a wastewater treatment facility. Director's Comments Director Chuck Gipp explained that eight people were laid off 
on July 5, 2017, due to a $1.6 million reduction of the fiscal year 2018 general fund appropriation for the operations of the DNR. In addition to the general fund appropriation decrease, the DNR will also have increased expenditures for salary adjustments. The reduction of staff included the following. The state forester position and the forestry bureau were eliminated. The employees who work in field offices will be transferred to the wildlife bureau and the state forests and related employees will be transferred to the parks bureau. The state geologist position was eliminated and the DNR will contract with the University of Iowa for geological services. The AmeriCorps volunteer coordinator position was eliminated. AmeriCorps is a federal program that is not included in President Trump's proposed federal budget. And other positions eliminated included the Animal Feeding Operations Coordinator, the Safety Manager, the Art Director of the DNR Magazine, and two positions assigned to recreational trails. Manure Management Plans. The Commission approved the Notice of Intended Action for an administrative rule that allows a producer or landowner to submit a manure management plan electronically to the DNR or to the county in which an animal feeding operation is located. Extended Contract. The Commission approved the extension of a contract between the DNR and the Division of Soil and Water Quality in the Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship to support the Iowa Great Lakes Watershed Project. The contract was extended for one year and an additional $70,000 was awarded to pay for watershed staff salaries, administrative expenditures, and the installation of water quality practices. Derelict Building Grants. The Commission approved 19 projects to receive grant funding totaling $400,000 from the Derelict Building Grant Program. This program provides funding to towns with a population of 5,000 or less that have abandoned buildings that need to be updated or removed. Seven projects received more than $25,000 and required the approval of the Commission. These included the following. Ackley will deconstruct an old grain elevator. The grant awarded was $50,000 and the total project cost is $185,250. LaPorte City will deconstruct a building that will be used as a community center. The grant awarded was $31,600 and the total project cost is $52,320. Letts will deconstruct an old bank building and create a green space for community use. The grant awarded was $37,500 and the total project cost is $100,000. Blockridge will partially deconstruct an old building and create six new living spaces for senior citizens and disabled persons. The grant awarded was $50,000 and the total project cost is $202,000. Middleton will remove asbestos from a vacant school building. The grant was $35,000 and the total project cost is $60,000. Osceola will deconstruct a building and is in negotiations and lease it to the Veterans Affairs Office. The grant awarded was $60,000 and the total project cost is $99,000. And Tabor will deconstruct a vacant building and build a new city library. The grant awarded was $27,000 and the total project cost is $53,000. The Commission will meet on August 15, 2017 in Windsor Heights. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deborah Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 20, 2017. Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, Lease Purchase. 
The Legislative Services Agency, LSA, received a lease purchase notification from the Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship on July 20, 2017 for the purchase of an inductively coupled plasma optical emission spectrometer. The spectrometer will be used to detect toxic elements, contaminants, i.e. mercury, found at low levels in animal feed. It can also be used to determine the amount of nutritional additives in an animal feed such as calcium, sodium, and or potassium. The instrument is used to analyze feed samples for label guarantees, consumer protection, and for feed safety. The total cost of the equipment is $90,948. The department will use $36,240 in federal grant funds as a down payment, leaving $53,610 to be financed through the proposed lease purchase. The estimated cost of the lease purchase is $54,708, including $53,610 in principal and $1,098 in interest. The agreement will be for a period of three years at an estimated interest rate of 1.96%. The annual debt service payments are estimated to total $18,236 and will be funded with a federal grant. Iowa Code Section 8.46 requires state agencies proposing to enter into a lease purchase agreement of at least $50,000 to notify the LSA at least 30 days prior to entering into a contract. The Iowa Code Section also requires the LSA to submit all notifications to the Legislative Fiscal Committee. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Dave Reynolds, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6934. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 24, 2017, Iowa Partnership for Economic Progress Board Meeting. The Iowa Partnership for Economic Progress, IPEP, board met on July 18, 2017. Governor Kim Reynolds reviewed four goals for the Iowa economy, providing a competitive business environment, providing an innovative energy policy, providing educated students for the knowledge economy, and providing training for the jobs of today and tomorrow. Board members provided their views on the economy and what businesses need. Overall, the board members were of the opinion that the economy has been performing well. Some members thought that the agriculture sector of Iowa's gross state product may be in for a decline over the next couple of years. Other opinions were that the main obstacle facing business in Iowa is the need to retain, attract, and train workers, and that the state could do a better job of marketing the quality of life in Iowa and the advantages of working and living in Iowa. Some members also thought that the state needs to be willing to take the risk of investing in projects that could fail but would provide a high return in the case of success. The IPEP board is an advisory board created for the purpose of developing a strategic vision for economic development and private sector job creation. The 15 members of the IPEP board are appointed by the governor and include four ex officio members, the chairpersons of the Iowa Economic Development Authority Board and the Iowa Innovative Corporation Board, the director of the Iowa Economic Development Authority and the governor. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256.
Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 24, 2017, Iowa Ethics and Campaign Disclosure Board Meeting, July 2017. The Iowa Ethics and Campaign Disclosure Board met on July 19, 2017 in Des Moines. The board took the following action. Election of Officers. The board unanimously voted to elect board member James Albert of Urbandale as board chair and John Walsh of Dubuque as board vice chair. The board has jurisdiction over administering campaign laws in Iowa Code Chapter 68A as applied to candidates for state and local office and ethics laws in Iowa Code Chapter 68B as applied to candidates for statewide offices as well as officials and employees of the executive branch of state government. The board also administers lobbying laws pursuant to Iowa Code Chapter 68B and investigates complaints received from the state commissioner of elections. Consideration of complaints. Two complaints regarding the use of government resources for political purposes were discussed and ruled upon at the July meeting. The board dismissed a complaint against Scott Kibbe of Iowa City who allegedly misused Iowa City Community School District resources to express support for the defeat of a pending bond issue. The board also directed Megan Tooker, executive director to further investigate a complaint against Skip Moore of Des Moines for allegedly expressing support of the election of another individual during a public meeting. Waiver of civil penalties. The board unanimously voted to waive several civil penalties for one state committee, one county central committee, one county local committee, and one personal financial disclosure statement. Three civil penalty waivers were denied, one state committee and two county local committees. The board also voted to accept two penalty payments totaling $147,000. Fiscal Year 2017 Financial and Session Recap. Director Tooker provided the board with an update of the board's current financial position. At the close of fiscal year 2017, the board was approximately $16,000 over its expenditure limit. The board has received status quo funding for fiscal year 2018 and discussed concerns about increasing health care premium payments beginning January 2018. Director Tooker provided a recap of proposed legislation during the most recent legislative session, stating that the board intends to revisit various issues including campaign finance and gift disclosures as well as technical Iowa code cleanup in the 2018 legislative session. The next meeting of the board has not been scheduled at this time. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 24, 2017. Fiscal Year 2017 Impact of Promotional Play Legislation, House File 2445. On July 10, 2017, the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission, IRGC, released data regarding the total amount of promotional play revenue collected in fiscal year 2017 in excess of the taxation limit established in House File 2445, Fiscal Year 2016 Casino Promotional Play Act. Background. House File 2445, enacted on April 21, 2016, established a limit on the state wagering tax collected on adjusted gross receipts, AGR, for redeemed promotional play credits at Iowa casinos by amending the method of calculating the wagering tax on gambling receipts. According to the Act, quote, adjusted gross receipts are defined as gross receipts less winnings paid to wagers, not including promotional play receipts received after the date in any fiscal year 
that the IRGC determines that the wagering tax on promotional play receipts exceeds $25.8 million. Quote, promotional play receipts are defined as the total amounts wagered on gambling games with tokens, chips, electronic credits, or other forms of cashless wagering provided by a licensee without the exchange of money. Upon reaching promotional play tax receipts of $25.8 million, casinos do not have to account for any additional promotional play in the calculation of AGR. Promotional play revenue earned beyond this threshold is not subject to casino revenue taxation. Fiscal year 2017. For fiscal year 2017, the IRGC reported that an aggregate amount of $6.6 million of promotional play revenue was collected after the taxation cap of $25.8 $8 million had been reached. This amounted to approximately $1.5 million in tax revenue that was not collected pursuant to House File 2445. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 25, 2017. Iowa Public Information Board Meeting, July 2017. The Iowa Public Information Board, IPIB, met on July 20, 2017 in Des Moines. The board took the following actions. Accepted cases. The board accepted three complaints for further review. In two cases, the respective complainant alleged the local school board violated open meeting laws by failing to provide agendas pursuant to the requirements of Iowa Code Chapter 21. The board also accepted a complaint against Marion Independent School District, which allegedly violated Iowa Code Chapter 22 by failing to provide requested email between staff, parents, and local law enforcement regarding the alleged sexual assault of a minor. The complaints will be investigated by the board and presented at the September 2017 meeting. Dismiss cases. The board dismissed six complaint allegations, including two cases contending a violation of open meetings laws by the city of Fontenelle. The board found that these two cases, as well as the remainder of the dismissed cases, were either legally insufficient or did not fall under the board's jurisdiction pursuant to Iowa Code Chapters 21 and 22. Closed Session Burlington Case Prior to moving into a closed session, the board heard oral arguments from the Division of Criminal Investigation of the Department of Public Safety, DPS, the City of Burlington, and Michael McCormick, counsel for the IPIB, regarding a recent administrative law judge ruling on the open records request pertaining to the 2015 police shooting and consequent death of a Burlington woman. Both the DPS and the City of Burlington asked the board for an interlocutory appeal and requested a stay in the matter of providing an index of all case records to the board's counsel. Upon the close of oral arguments, the board entered into a closed session. After returning from closed session, the board unanimously granted the DPS and the City of Burlington an interlocutory review, allowing the board to further investigate the open records complaint. An administrative law trial is scheduled to be heard by a judge next month, but may be delayed as the board continues to investigate. Election of Board Chair and Vice Chair At its July meeting, the board elected Mary Ungs Sogard of Dyersville as Board Chair and Renee Tweed of Story City as Vice Board Chair. Board members, including the Chair and Vice Chair, serve staggered four-year terms and represent government entities and the media. The next meeting of the board is scheduled for September 21, 2017 in Des Moines. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, 
Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 31, 2017. U.S. Senate Committee Approves Transportation Bill. The Senate Committee on Appropriations has unanimously approved a bill that increases U.S. Department of Transportation, USDOT, funding by $978 million. The Senate Spending Bill apportions $44.973 billion from the Highway Trust Fund for the Federal Aid Highway Program, FAHP. Iowa will receive an estimated $519.8 million in federal aid under the FAST Act from the FAHP in fiscal year 2018. The bill increases by $50 million funding to the Transportation Investment Generating Economy Recovery, or TIGER, grant program. On July 17th, a House committee approved a bill that eliminates the TIGER grant program. For more information on the House bill and TIGER grant program funding in Iowa, please see the Fiscal Update article, U.S. House Approves Reductions to Transportation Funding. The Senate bill increases by $5 million funding for Essential Air Services, EAS. EAS helps subsidize air service for rural communities. Communities eligible in Iowa include Burlington, Fort Dodge, and Mason City. Sioux City is eligible but is not currently subsidized. The Senate bill also increases the Passenger Facility Charge, or PFC, by $4. The PFC is utilized by airports to fund FAA-approved projects that enhance safety, security, capacity, and noise reduction and increase air carrier competition. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guance, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. To see the table that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab. Then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled U.S. Senate Committee Approves Transportation Bill. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, July 31, 2017. Capital Planning Commission Meeting, July 2017. The Capital Planning Commission met on Wednesday, July 19, 2017. The commission took action on the following items. Elected Bill Dykus to a two-year term as chair. Elected Susan Elgin to a two-year term as vice chair. Declined to approve an application for an Iowa Governor Harold Hughes commemorative monument on the Capitol complex. A presentation from the Greater Des Moines Partnership regarding the Connect Downtown plan was canceled. At this time, there was no new information to be presented. The following items were also discussed. Monument Fund. A total of $4,700 has been raised as matching funding for efforts to maintain monuments on the Capitol complex. A total of $100,000 was allocated in the 2016 Infrastructure Appropriations Act. Appropriated funds may be used once $200,000 has been raised in matching funds. Fleet Services Building. The Fleet Services Building at East 7th and Walnut in Des Moines is being considered for demolition. The building is currently vacant and services have been relocated to the Facilities Management Center. The Department of Administrative Services will also partner with the City of Des Moines for certain vehicle services. Capital Dome Construction. 
a brief update on the dome construction project was given. Replacement of aging and degrading bricks will begin in the fall. The commission discussed the potential to sell bricks from the dome to raise funds for monuments. However, the feasibility of this sale fundraiser will depend on the state of the bricks as they are removed. At this time, that is unknown. Ola Babcock Miller. Bids for window repairs in the Ola Babcock Miller building will be let soon. Brief updates were given on the following items. The Capitol Complex Farmer's Market will be on every Tuesday from now until September 26th. Food trucks will be available until November 30th. And the cafeteria in the Lucas Building is also available. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Adam Broich, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-8223.